Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. The passage that we're going to study today involves a demon. And the question that I was asked this week through an email was, do I believe in the reality of demons? And how did I answer that question? I simply said, does the Bible speak of demons? And the answer is, obviously, it does. Therefore, if the Bible teaches something as a believer, and this is true for every follower of Yeshua, we are obligated to accept this book and its content as the truth given to us by God. So obviously, I believe in the reality of demons. And let me tell you something more than that. As we are drawing near to the end times, and we're doing so rapidly, there is going to be greater demonic influence in this world. Now, demonic influence manifests itself in many different ways. One, of way, one way is through confusion. And when we look at this world today, we see much confusion. For example, I was watching a, a hearing of the United States government and an a individual who is a physician, a very intelligent person. And this individual was asked, can a man give birth to children? And what was this one's response? I'm not sure. And the same person was asked, can you define a female force? And again, the person was unable to. And all of this confusion is based upon satanic and demonic influence, which is growing in this world. And again, hear this carefully. As we approach the last days, it is going to become worse and worse. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Luke and chapter 11. The book of Luke and chapter 11. Now, I shared with you as we began this study that in this passage, there is a demon. Look with me, if you would, to this 11th chapter and verse 14, where it says, And he was casting out a demon. And the he here is Yeshua himself. So at the heart of this passage is the work of Yeshua. We're going to learn a little bit about his identity, his personhood. But we're also going to see some things related to his work, what he does. And we see here in this passage from Luke chapter 11, verse 14, where it says, And he was casting out a demon. And notice something else in that same verse as we continue. And he, meaning this demon, and he was, and the message here 
is that this demon brought about one being deaf now many times we see the word for being deaf as written in english mute and this means one that cannot hear and because he cannot hear he is also unable to speak now here we have a demon and this demon was related to this condition of being unable to speak remember that then we read on in verse 14 where it says but it came about the demon after going out and not only did he go out but as we see here from the first part of the verse he was cast out in other words we're dealing with an exorcism that yeshua performed and what do we see towards the end of this verse we are told that this deaf one and again we could maybe better translate it this one who was mute this one who was unable to speak what happens the deaf one he spoke and notice the crowds and if your bible doesn't have crowds in the plural it's inaccurate in the original language the word crowd is in the plural there were numerous different groups of people who witnessed this sign this wonder this miraculous event and it points to the truth that yeshua is lord of all and not just lord but also judge he is the one through his judgment that is going to put things in order what type of order god's order and it's god's will his rules his order that is maintained that brings about the concept of peace and biblically we either have peace that which is good in god's eyes or we have tohu vevohu which means chaos a lack of god's order and demonic influence brings about chaos it brings about that which does not reflect god's order and when something's out of order it will not manifest the glory of god so this one he spoke who was mute and the crowds they marveled verse 15 but and again this conjunction is an important one it is a conjunction that unites two thoughts but the second thought is in contrast to what has been revealed messiah cast out demons that is a good thing it is a call and a manifestation of the work of messiah but it says that there were certain ones from among them they said and pay attention to this by beelzebub the ruler of the demons he casts he casts out demons so now what these others were saying in contrast to the majority of those who witnessed this event they were attaching yeshua and his authority and his power and seemingly his ability to put things in order they were attributing that to beelzebub who is who the ruler of the demons 
Now, realize that there is an inherent connection between Beelzebub, and we'll see this in a moment, and Satan. And therefore, what they were saying in actuality was this. These miracles that Yeshua does, these miracles are really done by Satan. They wanted to put Yeshua's connection with Satan rather than with the living God. Verse, verse 16. But others, and there was, as I said, many different crowds there. And therefore, there were others. And what did they want to do? Well, they liked seeing this miracle. They recognized that this was an exorcism. Something miraculous, something wondrous had taken place. And therefore, they wanted to see more of it. And the scripture says, but there were others, and they were testing. They were testing him because they wanted, notice what the scripture says, a sign from him they were seeking from heaven. So they wanted to see some additional sign showing the anointing that came from heaven, meaning that came from God upon him. They wanted to see just some more miracles. But notice something else. Look now to verse 17. But he, knowing their thoughts. Now, this is a critical verse in this passage. Notice that some were saying, by Beelzebub, Relating to Satan, Yeshua does these miracles, cast out these demons. And Yeshua, what this scripture is going to show us is his true identity. Yes, we have just talked about a work of Messiah, but now the emphasis is going to be on the person of Messiah. And who is he? He is God among us. Not too long ago, I was listening to an individual, and this person, he said that when Yeshua, speaking about his incarnation, even though that he was fully God in heaven, when he came to earth, he ceased being God. That is false. In fact, let's just be honest. That is heresy. And a great example that Yeshua never ceased being God is, he knew these individuals' thoughts. Now, let me ask you a question. Who is omniscient? Only God. And this fact that Yeshua knew their thoughts shows his divinity. And we see elsewhere in the scripture, Messiah being worshipped, We see numerous examples in the New Covenant, that is, in the New Testament, that Yeshua is God. He is always God. Yes, I know the scripture from Philippians 2 that speaks of what theologians call the kenosis, meaning this, that Yeshua emptied himself. But if you keep reading, the word of God gives us the proper understanding of this kenosis, this emptying speaks about his humility, that he emptied himself, he humbled himself even to death, even death on a cross. But that does not mean the proper understanding of Philippians 2 has nothing, and let me say that again, 
has nothing to do with Yeshua stop ceasing to be God. He is the eternal Son of God. And he never stopped being God. Yes, he's fully man and he's fully God. And the theologians speak about this hypostolic union of humanity and divinity in his body. But he's fully man, fully God. When he was on this earth in a body, he is God, the scripture reveals. He didn't cease to be divine again that is heresy there were those who were seeking a sign from heaven and it says here look at verse 17 but he and this he is yeshua but he knowing and this is important see so many people teach the word of god but they don't go deep and what's interesting is this this word for knowing is in the greek tense called the perfect and what does that mean it means that he knew their thoughts in the past he knows their thoughts right now and he will continue to know their thoughts into the future why because he's god so knowing meaning having known knowing and will know forever their thoughts he said to them every kingdom against itself which is divided what will it become well he uses a word that in the greek language relates to a desert or a wilderness the hebrew word that parallels this is the word midbar now a midbar as i said it's translated a wilderness or a desert it's a place that is empty a place that does not sustain life a place that is of destruction and what messiah is saying is simply this when one thing is divided against itself it doesn't edify it doesn't build up but rather it brings about desolation. and therefore he says every kingdom against itself being divided will become what become desolate and house against house will fall verse 18. now it's not an accident that now in this 18th verse yeshua begins to speak about satan why remember there were those who were among the crowds that mentioned beelzebub and therefore we see here verse 18 but also if satan against himself is divided how does his kingdom literally how will his kingdom stand so satan he wants to be successful he wants to do what is right for his his kingdom and objectives to flourish and grow and be built up and messiah says there's a principle here a spiritual one and that is a house against the house or a kingdom against a kingdom if it's divided it is going to fall it is going to go into destruction this is the simple teaching look again at verse 18 but also if satan against himself is divided how does his kingdom how will his kingdom stand 
But you say, listen to this carefully, but you say by Beelzebub, I cast out demons. So they are accusing him by Beelzebub. But realize something. Those individuals who were saying this, they were following people who also purportedly cast out demons. That's what they were teaching among their leaders. And Yeshua capitalizes on this, and he says this. Look, if you would, to verse, verse 19. But if by Beelzebub I cast out demons, he says, if this accusation against me, if it were true, I have a question. He says, your sons, meaning those who are your servants, those who are, and the implication here is the ones that you follow after. It says, by whom do they cast out? On account of this, they will become your judges. What is he speaking about? Well, there were those that they embraced. And they purportedly were casting out demons as well. And Yeshua said, because of this, these are the ones who are going to judge you. What he's saying is this. To those individuals, they had no spiritual capacity to understand spiritual truth. They had no discernment of what was going on here. They could not discern who was of God and who was not. Look now to verse, verse 20. This is how Yeshua cast out demons. He says in verse 20, But if by the finger of God I cast out demons, therefore, he says here, the kingdom of God has arrived or has come unto you. And that's his message. He is the Messiah. He is the one that's going to put things in order. Judaism sees him as the repairer. This world is broken. This world is a habitation for demons. And Yeshua comes, not by Beelzebub, not, of course, connected in any way to Satan, he comes and he casts out demons. He is making war against Satan's kingdom. He is going to defeat him. And how does he do so? By the finger of God. Now, if you look in the scripture, you will find the finger of God has to do with, in one key place, him writing down the commandments of God. And therefore, what Yeshua is saying to the audience, and that means to you and me as well, is that everything that he does is by the finger of God, meaning by the word of God. And the word of God is inherently tied to the instructions, the commandments of God. What he's saying is this. I am not under the authority of the Lord of flies. That's what Beelzebub means. But rather, he is saying, I am submitting to the commandments of God. And it's because I'm obedient to the one who sent me. This is why this order is being reflected. This is why miracles are taking place. This is why demons are cast out. So he says, look again at verse 20. 
but if by the finger of God I cast out demons. Therefore, the kingdom of God has come or arrived upon you. Look now to verse 21. Now he's going to give us more information concerning his identity. Look at verse 21. Whenever the strong man, and it says, having been armed. So you have a powerful man, and this man is powerful perhaps in and of himself, but also he has armed himself. And what's he doing? He is guarding his Many Bibles will say his house, but it's word for his courtyard. What is he doing? He's not inside the house, but he's in the courtyard of his house. And why is he there? Making sure no one enters in. A very significant and subtle statement. He is keeping the enemy out, not allowing that enemy to find a stronghold in his domain where he resides so he says he guards his courtyard and he does so and it says in peace are his possessions so that which he is responsible for that which he possesses in peace why he is strong he has prepared himself he has taken up arms and He has positioned himself in the right location so the enemy cannot get in to take anything from him. But look now to verse 22. But when one who is stronger than him should come upon, what happens? When one who is stronger than him comes over to him, what's going to happen? He is going to conquer him. So that one who is stronger, that one who is better prepared, that one who is ready, we see here, this one's going to overcome even a strong one. Now, what is he speaking about? Yeshua is stronger than the demons. He is more powerful. He is better prepared. And he is under the authority of God. And therefore, when he, being that stronger one, comes, he overpowers, just like he overpowered that demon and cast him out. And it says here, And the one who had trusted in all of that that, that weaponry, being armed and ready, this one who trusted in that, what happens? He's overcome, and it says here, And this one takes his plunder and divides it, meaning this. The one who is stronger, he comes, he plunders that one who is strong, that one who is prepared, this one who is armed. But because he's stronger, he's able to overcome and he's able to plunder and divide those things that this one was trying to protect. And all of this is to show us what Yeshua had just done by casting out that demon of deafness and making this one mute, unable to speak. He is the one who is over all. It is speaking about his lordship over the spiritual world. Who is that? That's God. 
Over and over in this passage, it speaks about him being the Son of God, and we could say it this way, the victorious Son of God. Well, look at one more verse, and we'll conclude. Look at verse 23. Now, this puts kind of the, the whole passage to us, meaning this. We've heard the expression, the ball now is in your court. You have to take hold and decide what you're going to do with this truth. And Messiah says, look at verse 23. But the one being not with me. Now, that's important. See, you are either with him or you are against him. So ask yourself, have you entered into that new covenant through the gospel? If you have not, then you are against Messiah. And you have no hope. You have not been forgiven of your sins. And therefore, you will experience God's eternal judgment. But those who receive the gospel by faith, confessing their sins, trusting in the work of Messiah upon that cross, those are going to be forgiven eternally. And those are going to be with him in his kingdom. So he says, look again at verse 23. But the one being with me, the one who is not, let me get this right, the one who is not with me, this one is against me. And the one who does not gather with me, meaning bringing people into the kingdom of God, sharing with them the good news, one who is not gathering with me, well, what is he doing? He is scattering. He is trying to put people away from salvation, away from the Savior, away from the one who is able to take your life and put it into order. That's what Messiah wants to do. So let me ask you a question. Have you accepted Yeshua? And I'm speaking about Jesus of Nazareth. Have you said, yes, I'm a sinner? Yes, I have gone my way and have have not done what the word of God commands me to do. If that describes you, all can be forgiven by just saying, I accept Messiah, that, that death that he died in my place. That he suffered upon that cross, he died, his blood was poured out as means of my eternal redemption. I confess my sins, I believe in him as my savior, I invite him into my life, and if you do so, he will eternally forgive you. And you will spend eternity with him in his kingdom. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he will be your teacher your guide, and he will provide for you what you need in order that you can serve him and accomplish his purpose for your life. Don't make the wrong decision. Humble yourself. Admit who you are before God, a sinner, and receive that forgiveness that transforms you into a new person, one who the word of God calls a saint. God is good. He wants to share that goodness with you. He is gracious. He is merciful. He is forgiving. But it only comes through one way, and that is through the gospel and recognizing who he is, the only begotten son of God. Forever, he is divine. He was fully human when he was in this world, but he is forever divine. 
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.